John Holiday. And you're listening to Black Audacity, the podcast for Brenda, Letitia, Linda, Felicia, Don, LaShawn, Hanez, and Alicia. <laughs> Teresa, Monica. All right, I forgot. The Sharon and Nikki. Um, Lisa. Veronica. Veronica. <laughs> Karen, Nikki. All right, come on. <laughs> First of all, it was Vicky. Oh, Vicky. Nikki. I met her at Ice Cream Ball. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, can we start the show proper? I, I felt like that was okay, proper okay. as fuck. So how you been? Uh, I've been terrific. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of our foolishness. We appreciate it. Oh, from the gate. Talk about the support for the interview. Um, that's what I was gonna do oh, about okay. you. Also, I'm sorry. Whew. Otis. Because we're geeking. Otis, stay okay, in your lane. Right. My bad. Stay baby. in your lane. Okay. So if you guys didn't know, we were cur- uh currently. We were featured on the Austin Reed show this past week. Um the interview is available on YouTube. Check out Austin Reed. He does great interviews. Yeah. Like he interviewed the fuck what, out of What us. is Central Central Valley? Central Valley Talk. Yes. So um and he was the, cool. He was he was a dope cat. He he really was. Um, I the interview style. I I love to be on the show again. Hopefully mm-hmm. he lets us. We were on our better behavior. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was very but proud of us. I was nervous about going in because we didn't talk about anything. We so he's like, I'm just gonna ask. But he like the way he orchestrated. Like he's a professional. I was taking notes. Like yeah, like, that's how you interview. Somebody. That's how you interview people. <laughs> yeah. And he um, took an interest in our show. So we we definitely appreciate that. So shout out to him. Mm-hmm. But again, check us out. Again, we were on our better behavior. John was dressed like the Darkwing Duck. <laughs> for some reason, for some reason, my my titties looked like they were like cookies baking. I don't know what was going on. We weren't we were prepared, but we weren't prepared. Yeah, so it was a Thursday. It was a Thursday. It was a dope. It was really yeah, a really yeah, fun yeah. experience. It was in Tower. Anytime I can go to Tower. And then we were just down the street from the bar, so that made yeah. it even better. So the next time um, we see Austin Reed, we will be giving him him our t-shirts because yes. we realized everybody else brought gifts and we came yeah. like the niggas who come on this show yeah. um, <laughs> so, so except uh, for london shout out to london yeah much love um deshauna gave us a liquor eventually shout out to deshauna dr ricks man shout out to all our guests i've I, I said enough deshauna and dr ricks <laughs> what did baker bring us Oh my nigga Baker, he brought us. He, he brought, brought us joy. Yeah, he brought us listeners. Yeah. Fuck that. Shout oh, out to new, Baker. I got a new whole bag. <laughs> oh yeah, you do. Oh, yeah. make sure to take a uh, picture we put on a on a group podcast. Okay, I'm on a group Instagram. You're asking for a lot today. Oh, he came over God. here in his hoochie shirt, so oh. he went to the. He, oh, let's talk about last night. He wait a minute. He went. Let's talk about the events. I have been stuck in the house uh, for heat purposes oh, and health purposes so i haven't party, yeah. haven't been able to go out and do hood rat shit with my friends but john has been there um in yeah. my honor taking yeah, the place I mean, of the local hood rat it's so not thank that you. like you know i want to do it but you know a man off often finds his destiny on a path he took to avoid it but the rooftop party I almost threw something at you yeah so anyways Baker had a rooftop party to for the release, uh, for the listening for of his album Dirty Money, Clean Hands. Yeah. Um, again, a great album. Go and yeah. check it out. Yeah. Um, it was a dope event. It. I, I saw that it was, and again, John was dressed like Darkwing Duck, <laughs> so much so that I have now bought him Darkwing Duck apparel <laughs> because I feel like this friendship needs this. Yeah, and okay. All right. If you've ever watched the cartoon Darkwing Duck, I, I and like the, him too. Yeah. <laughs> 
and I'm I'm the daughter. So that's how. Oh, okay, okay. That's really the same type of conversations. Him trying to keep me from living my best life. Uh, yeah, while he goes, just be flashy uh, while he just night. flashy <laughs> with a cape at night. With and, a and a hat <laughs> and a fucking full hat <laughs> with his hoochie purple pants on. So yeah, talk about last night because you you had vegan food and beer. You was, was out there. It was fun. It you was, was out there fun. with my cheetah girl Day Day. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Shout out to Day Day because she looked real cute last night. I, I, that's I was like, oh okay, because I'm usually you know. <laughs> John's usually the baddest bitch in the group. Man, so. nah, I don't know what she talking about. But um, anyway, no, last night, last night went out to uh, Tower. Um, I don't even know why, but it became an event. Uh, so we went to Spokeezy's. What happened? Nothing. The reaction. No, it's like just people showed up and it was dope. Just minding my business. Well, we asked, but oh, but I do want to say this before I talk about this. Just top of the podcast because school started back. Right, mm-hmm. so I just want to say, cause I, I don't have kids, but man, yeah, these, we motherfuck- know <laughs> these motherfucking educators, man, man, they, they, I, anybody in the school system right now, I gotta give it up. The 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 reason why this was on my mind, cause it's, I had a coworker, and it was her first day of teaching last week, and she was just so happy. She was uh, posting about it. I'm so excited. Uh, her name, I ain't gonna say her full name, but name Angel. We used to work together, and she's hella dope. It was funny when she met me. She didn't like me, uh, like everybody. But uh, she thought she was older than me, and she's like, I am not gonna like this guy. But we turned out to be real cool. But I was so excited to see how she ex- how excited she was for her first day of teaching, and just like. It, with everything going on in the world, people still want to be out here trying to teach your kids. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And, and and then they just... It's just a fact. like They're heroes, man. They and really, I have a lot of teacher friends. You do have a lot of educator friends. I do, too. Shout out to all of you guys. Um, including yeah. not only just the teachers, but the school social workers. The, everybody there, yeah. So, the just the ones I know personally, and if I forget anybody, but I do want to say that to Angel, our friend Nisha, my friend Jasmine, oh, my homegirl Megan. She this was all there. goes with the song. That was. Oh, I see. I just. Good. But so this is. That's how to cue that. That's for all the educators out there. Yes. Because uh, we was talking about shit last night. That's what brought that up. So now I can get back to last night. We went out to Spokeezy's. Uh, man, the crew was out there. I finally got to hang out with my brother because he didn't have twins, didn't been married, and it. January shit was the pandemic was you know cracking off so I miss his canubials so I ain't even been able I'm sorry the what canubials isn't that how you started off uh our new year episode was talking about because you were on your way to his wedding yeah right? yeah yeah Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. no, what? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I, uh, I didn't hear what I thought I heard. I'm sorry. Yeah, That's, yeah, yeah. But I was so about to turn we, this all this shit off and call it a day. <laughs> no, so we finally got to hang out, me him me and his wife. So we was out there, spokes, drinking, so uh then the, the crew came out. Day Day was out there. Everybody was out there. I ain't gonna say uh, I ain't gonna say everybody's name. We should eventually like call her by her real name, but we're not. <laughs> no, no, it, it was fun. Nam, Nam came out, my brother came out, some uh, cool people came out. Shout oh, out I ran Nam. into Chris, the Chris too. Oh, okay. Yeah, Shout she out was to out the there. Chris. Yeah, she and she was down Definite for support. supporter. Yeah, of so the Black Audacity movie. And um, yeah, what the fuck, I haven't even been drinking. Oh, but but but, but, uh, but another outside was a uh, hella vegan sandwiches. That she was was cool too. So I kind of like, I just kind of like how I'm not big on vegan, but. 
I do like how people are trying to at least be healthy, even though, you know, right outside the bar. But <laughs> beer is vegan, too, so it's all good. Isn't certain beer vegan? All like beer is vegan. Um, I thought, no, no, I don't know. Because I was going to say, that. no, like, that... <laughs> You know, if y'all could see the attitude I got right now. But I thought that, um, yeah, certain alcohol isn't vegan. And I thought beer was one of those things. Like it, I thought it was. I'm just talking shit. Kind of like kosher. Either, I don't know what neither one of them means. I no, just, because you're going to drink it regardless. So. I don't even know what vegan is. What's it, no animal product? Yes. Carry on. So, no, so that was fun. Like, so, so this week has been cool. So the rooftop party was fun. Then we did the interview then last night. And it kind of turned in to that because people were there like oh we seen you you guys interview yeah, you guys very, did so good very down very so, tower and living in the moment so, so we ended up getting like free like free beer like oh here here this is for he ended up getting free liquor uh, that was for the podcast and it was beer no but it, it was it was dope because we're standing there and then my friend comes in like oh i just seen you guys interview that was that was so cool you guys did good like they yeah so i i'm really geeking about you know just the the celebrity. Not the celebrity of it. The 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 support. The support, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, we're just two niggas talking. Yep. That's so all, I, That's all we are. And I love it. I, 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 I like that people listen to whether, you know, they're a fan or support or just whatever if you're supporting our movement is just a form of our creativity a part of mm -hmm. our therapy part of the <laughs> shit that we just like to do yeah. so uh, thank you all for listening thank you for the people who tuned in and like mm -hmm. reached out to us after yeah. the interview that was <laughs> that and was, posted it yeah, yeah that was wildly surprising so like i know that sounds crazy uh, uh kristen kristen posted kristen, it yeah uh, i was that yeah, yeah, she posted that nigga you. Young Tuck, and the only reason why I know Young Tuck posted it was because I've shouted him out in there, little vain ass. <laughs> uh, but no, so everybody. But no, yeah, we definitely yeah, appreciate yeah. it. That and, was cool. and who and the number one person who shared it everywhere, <laughs> uh, Miss Miss Ali Ali. <laughs> <laughs> So sh shouts out to her. <laughs> Miss Ali May made sure that a good chunk of. Uh, 60 plus saw that interview so, so yeah I and if, oh, if you didn't know Ali Mae shout out to my mama yeah because uh, so, <laughs> yeah. she was she was hella proud and she's a I we had talked about my dad last week but my mom is a big supporter of Black Audacity she's also mm -hmm. our one and only employee mm -hmm. so disgruntled as she may be she is and our she, one and she only there. She she's, she ride or dies with us um, so yeah thanks mom so I do want to ask you this though, because mm -hmm. I, I didn't like the way you pointing at me. I'm already tired. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't know you were so ambivalent about it. The Aretha Franklin. Oh yeah. The, the respect. <laughs> but why not though? It's just oh I guess we should have got on our topic for this week. M music. Music. Oh we are going to. We didn't even we didn't even introduce it. We were too busy talking just about talking. ourselves. Yeah. Whatever. So we're talking about music this week. It's mm -hmm. the it's the thing. Um, besides nerd shit, this is. We, we, we this is jail. What, this we is jail. what our whole friendship is, is based on. Music is the on. glue. Music yeah. is the glue. Now, matter of fact, that is exactly how we became friends. Mm -hmm. It was a... Hello, some, hello, hello, hello. No, it was like, a Andre 3000. And I hadn't heard it. Yep. I heard the Izzy Brothers. And I'm the biggest Andre 3000 fan. So I'm like, oh shit, he did the... Uh, he did. The, the, hello, hello, what Erica Bach did. Oh, it's, a, it's a great song. It's, it's a great it's song. It's an amazing... The amazing dedication of love. And there's like two exes that work together so well. And they're friends. Can we talk about them putting out an album? 
they, let's start a petition i'm gonna start a petition on change.org i want an andre 3000 erica badu album you, you know what else i love some weird shit you know what else i love as exes and it's music. Lenny Kravitz and Lisa Bonet. That, I don't even count them as exes. They, like, just, they just share they the same baby. baby. Like, they, their love... They love each other so much. Their love <laughs> is, uh, goes past marriage, goes past yeah. relationship. It's just like, they have a mutual respect for one another. That's a- Enough respect to know that they didn't need to be married no more. That's why I like the uh, uh, Mama Said album. Yeah. That was basically a letter to him, uh, to her and uh, uh, Zoe. Mm-hmm. And that... that album it's it's, like, it's so passionate her, kid, her other kids like that's their uncle but and you know who had a relationship like that too was uh kamara on russell but now kamara been stealing money from russell so now it's oh, a problem shit, I didn't even um, know that. Oh, yeah. but those are two uh moguls as opposed mm-hmm. to two creatives so so since we're talking about music yeah listen to yeah. that mama said album <laughs> yeah listen to mama said but, go listen to hello uh yeah. but, but respect so you don't, you're not ready for the move are you ain't got nothing for it big aretha franklin fan everybody kind of knows that I, mm-hmm. I love riri but no i'm not going to rush to theaters to see it is this something to do with jennifer hudson are you a jennifer hudson fan or you even, just don't think even if it there you know this is the second biopic the mm-hmm. first one came out on the national yeah. geographic and yeah. I, I you know they always got them twin movies yeah because one is always going to be better than the other one the theatrical release one is always supposed to be better but there's just something missing i don't know if it's just it hasn't it's been long enough but mm-hmm. since she passed but it's not giving me ray vibes um. and but the biopics since ray if they don't come up to that caliber mm-hmm. i'm not interested in them. Uh, i don't know, give them a chance you know who i think did that uh walk the line yeah that was and gonna, be, gonna say yeah okay. walk the line uh, and definitely. i did like the um i did like notorious I did. I did like Notorious. I did like Notorious because it actually really just told his story. It mm-hmm. didn't try to do too much of anything else. It just told the story. I don't think it got the credit it deserved though, because yeah, no motherfuckers acted in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but the closest one uh, to because the Tupac biopic, they keep fucking up Tupac's story, and I don't know why. Because nobody want to tell the truth about him. Yeah, nobody wants to. They they want to keep him, you know, as a and two and this ain't hating, but they. They want to keep him deified, you know what I'm saying? But he was a troubled young man, individual. And if they told that story, that's the Tupac story. That's I, the true story. I want to hear. I want to hear about the shy kid from Baltimore uh, that ran ran with the wrong crowd. Sorry, to- <laughs> sorry. The nigga was perfectly perfectly okay until he started hanging with them niggas in Oakland. <laughs> and then change it. But no, but that's no, why Oakland I like Tupac. Change cause, life. Cause, uh, you know everybody like people for certain different reasons. But that's that's where I gravitate towards him from. Because, you know, I like watching young Tupac. Like the shy kids. I'm like, I, I, I get that. But then you can see him turn it on in juice. So I'm like, this motherfucker talented. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He was a multifaceted, like, like we were talking about Janelle Monae. The only thing he couldn't uh. do was dance. That like legit. That's the only thing he couldn't do. He couldn't play sports. He couldn't dance. But he was the same. Because Janelle Monae, she's one of those. And two. I'm pretty sure she can hoop too. Yeah. Just in my mind, I feel like she can. Um, I, I legit have a Janelle Monae tattoo. I, lo- I love Janelle Monae. You do. And I've seen that tattoo a many a time. And it wasn't it was. until about four hours ago that People I found out. People are afraid to ask. They think like some Illuminati shit because uh, it's numbers. It's not a face of her. But everybody's like they they want to ask. His but- tattoos are very poetic. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay. I, they're not 
Yeah, he doesn't have any hardcore shit. So it made <laughs> it made sense that the like, oh, this was the number off the Janelle Monet album. But back to I, you know what? Maybe it is Jennifer Hudson because I would have rather seen. <laughs> I'm just thinking about. Okay, it. let's get. To I'm just it. thinking about it. It's just something, and I like Jay. I like Jennifer Hudson. I, I liked her in Dreamgirls. Um, I liked her in Sex and the City too, or Sex and the City One. Yes, I'm bringing up Sex in the City again. Um, I'm trying and it to was Carrie, Carrie Bradshaw's name. I couldn't remember. Yeah, she was Carrie Bradshaw's and, assistant and Samantha in the first Jones. <laughs> Amy. <laughs> Karen. Oh, Anyways. She called me Canary. Canary? A yellow Karen? <laughs> she called me Canary. You know, I you did, did not. She called me a yellow Karen. I'm a canary. <laughs> oh, shit. I got to change But who you name. besides uh, Jennifer Hudson? I don't know. Because I like Jennifer Hudson. Because I feel like Jennifer Hudson, it, as far as, like, the look of Aretha, yeah. And Jennifer Hudson has a, a beautiful, strong voice. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't have an Aretha voice. Um, she doesn't have a young Aretha voice. And I know people, including my siblings, shout out, brother. Um, oh, don't like Aretha. Oh, my God. Talk about, is, that, is it my fault that she sounds like she has marbles in her throat? Okay. Oh, like, 40-plus Aretha, yeah. Like, but after, she didn't always, she was silky on ex- Exactly. I was going to say, anything, uh, Sparkle. Oh, my gosh. Sparkle, okay, Sparkle's probably the cutoff. Oh, my gosh. Sparkle's probably the cutoff. phenomenal on there. Uh, it, it, I just think about my dad. The story I told you about mm-hmm. him and Sparkle. Um, <laughs> every time it makes me. Laugh. I got that on vinyl. I'm going home listening. Yeah, to that. it's because it's a great soundtrack. I it's, have it on. That's my favorite. Aretha, I have it on CD somewhere around this. That's house. my favorite Aretha Franklin album. But it's Curtis Mayfield. She, of course. So she got to the point because Aretha. I don't know if either story told this. She did was a heavy drinker. Oh, she was a heavy smoker. Okay. And she was a heavy eater. Like, no shade. It is what it is. So she was all three of these things, and it fucked with her voice. And you can mm-hmm. can you can definitely hear it. If you listen to one of the greatest soundtracks ever made, the way that it hits on soundtrack, it hurts like hell. She's it's a great song and you you feel something mm-hmm. our rose is not a rose with the uh, lauren hill mm-hmm. all those songs you hear it but you all i hear i know what my brother is talking about that because she she that to me, gurgle yeah she had to try too hard after a certain time to where uh aretha to me because she sounded like smooth she no more. sounded out of breath yeah she wasn't smooth no more like a and so it ain't be, no way no way like she yeah just, ain't no way if if you listen to it if you listen to it on vinyl, mm-hmm. not to get all holiday about it, yeah. but if you listen to it on vinyl and just just put it on mono, mm-hmm. if you don't get chills, something's wrong with you. So, but to me, that, that sounds effortless. She's not even trying. You but hear, older, but the older mm-hmm. one, it was a struggle. So I get that. I get that warble. That's the thing, though. When I hear J Hood. I'm going to hear the warble. I'm not going to hear it because you're not going to be able to. Uh, you're you're going to hear hollering instead of singing. So and you it, don't think she could be no, younger? There's no. Okay. I don't know anybody uh, okay. that's main, that's yeah. mainstream that could be do young. That would be like, it's the, it's the same idea of somebody doing Young Whitney. It's damn near mm, impossible. Can't nobody do it. Yeah. 
Talking about voice comparisons and, and this had nothing to do with what Mm-mm. we're talking about. But yes, but the movie, no. I'll wait till it comes out on HBO Max. Maybe. Because um, um, I like um, Jesse Reyes, and she reminds me, her voice reminds me a lot of um, Amy Winehouse. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but Amy was a little more polished, but I like Jesse for that. Jesse Reyes. She don't sound like she's singing. She just sound like she emoting. Because people don't like her voice. But she, I'm like, because y'all like all this whisper shit. Oh, my God. Okay. Y'all so, like all this whisper shit. So, so, when I, so when I said it, it was an issue. No, I agree with you. But, like, we have this thing going on now. And I know music changes. And not everybody is. that, And I think that's why a lot of times people yeah, be like. Summer and soul next. Like, yeah. next time. I, yeah, I, I like we're, this trajectory. <laughs> we we, 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 we have been trying to do Summer and Soul. It. And it was great. I know our three times but the reason uh the reason why we're talking about it because how how music was so important to them back then because um what was her name was it was it barbara acosta was that the one that yes. was okay she was a student in um i forget the college but she was the first black student and then it, they put on the bottom floor because it's you know still segregation or no she was niggers segregated. in the halls so she said her, the 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 girls upstairs used to just jump around and make noise to you know fuck with her but she said she had um uh, uh simone i'm sorry uh, uh nina. nina simone yes i was gonna say simone bowles nina simone records and she just said she played those and that's how she got through college and it, I felt that not that I went to college, but I feel when you, when it's just you and your music, you know what I'm saying? Like how you you had wrote it down, party music. Oh yeah, there's a party music, there's Headf- the phone music, and then there's driving, driving music, music if you drive. So the, that headphone music is just headphone music that gets you through life. It's it's just a it thing. It gets you through life. And so I felt her. So with the whisper artist and R and B, because R and B. As we know it, as we, as from 64 mm-hmm. through... Two, uh, 2005? Uh, 2005. Oh, we'll say 2005. Okay. From 64 to 2005, that R&B is kind of pretty much gone. Mm-hmm. You have a few artists who do concept albums. Mm-hmm. Bruno, Mars, Bruno Mars, once yeah. again, and, his, and now with Anderson Pop. I ain't gonna lie, though. Side note. I like Anderson. Don't get me wrong. Big fan. Bruno be singing the fuck <laughs> over Anderson. Like, yeah. even. But he's not really a singer, though. The, like, I'm listening yeah. to. Like, if you listen to Leave the Door Open, mm-hmm. Anderson, you know, has got that the little mm-hmm. snap. And then here come Bruno. Uh, uh, uh. I don't even that remember the part where like though. y'all y'all can say what you want I don't give a fuck that, I'm a, that nigga goes on tour again I am going to go see no, no, his I, little two foot ass I, like I want to I fuck with Bruno Mars yeah cause but, I know I know that he likes music yes he's a music fan yeah. and then the biggest thing about R&B is it's it's the catalyst of all other music mm-hmm. even before it was a thing it was a thing mm-hmm. it's it's blues because it wasn't because we could say the the, i don't want to say inventor but the the proto proto r&b because we talk about ray ray charles you know he pretty invented r&b he mixed you have gospel mixed Mm -hmm. with blues Mm -hmm. and it it creates and that's basically all it is because I, John has seen this. I treat R and B like gospel music. Mm, it is, yeah. It's a story. She does do that. I yeah. really do. Like I, like, what are you doing? I'm going through my Riri phase right now. Like, like I really have my moments. You listen to Drew. This why I love Drew Hill, and, and I was surprised to see people in our age don't fuck with you. I was surprised to see that. that we posted something and about. We don't music. like. 
I don't like Drew Hill. All they do is holler. Excuse, like, I never wanted to knock over everything so Drew, fast in my yeah, life. Listen to Drew Hill's, like, listening to gospel. That motherfucking Cisco. Uh, say what you want. Do you not look? Him and uh, Casey on vocals. The first. Ain't nobody fucking with The me. first two Drew Hill albums Classic. are basically gospel albums. Classic. Yes, I'll, are they talking about inappropriate things, which you may think is inappropriate? I don't care. But In My Bed is a gospel song, as far as I'm concerned. Mm. Their remake of The Love. <sighs> All night, can't sleep too that's a way out of your hey. motherfucking <laughs> Let's finish this shit. And my, <laughs> and my, pour me a drink. Go get me one too. But, <laughs> no, the, didn't we have an assistant here? She on her phone. This nigga, I'll tell you. I do want to drink. You, so can't keep even, you can't even hire good help no keep more. Talking. But yeah, good help or not. Thanks for the drink. Drew Hill. Drew Hill is just. just an that's my favorite RB group. Mm, it's not mine. my favorite That's R. Mine. It's not my favorite R&B group, but it. It's. <laughs> That's it. Damn, I gotta drive, niggas. I tell you, like I. I don't even know. We have got to stop letting people sit down. We yeah. have got to stop letting people over here while we're recording. Anyways, we have a legit studio audience. We literally yeah. have a studio audience. You of, did say it was a party of, of Hoover Pates. I did. I made yeah. a mistake. This is not yeah. a fucking party. Go home. Um, Ashley literally invited everyone that's here. <laughs> but go ahead. I make mistakes. Who's your sober. favorite R&B group hmm? ever? Ever? Or do you got to break it up? I don't think I. Um, Oh, okay, okay. All right, let's stick to the 90s. Because to me, 90s are the pinnacle. It's the pinnacle of R&B. Okay, but see, but see, I can't, I can't, I can't work like that. Because I have, I have one from each little thing. So so we go, the emotions, the barge. Okay. The 90s. Oh, it, the 90s. We were talking about them earlier. But even though I have my beef with them now, immature. Underrated. Mm. Marcus Houston, uh, Playtime is over. We got an album. He started doing that. Keith Sweat, whiny thing. But that little nigga was blowing on when Playtime is oh, over. Oh, that motherfucker. Uh, I, I will never lie again. again. I will never lie. Yes. Um, yeah. Young... should always be my friend. But... Fucking liars. She blocked me. But go ahead. <laughs> Probably for good reason. Yeah. <laughs> I know he blocked me though, so it's okay talked about his hair anyways so last for they, they were they were my that if you talk about 90s r&b groups like that yeah, was set it off for you that was my 90s okay. r&b group but that's me probably, and Kevin campbell yeah exactly and then you had mm-hmm. in vogue oh in vogue's probably my favorite because in vogue was just like a just like a fucking vibe and it was like because it straddled invoke child that line between like 90s cool kind of mm-hmm. funky they was yeah and but still had that 60s soul all these motherfuckers can sing what, in this group what i liked about invoke they were definitely 67 they were so they was like female james brown to me like with not I'm talking about with the with the with the feeling, like with oh, the feeling you get. I was like, because you no, saw how I was looking. I no, got the lost. music didn't sound the same, but I mean, but like with that feeling, kind of like, uh, because it's like uh, it doesn't. What's the word? Esoteric. It doesn't mm. belong in one generation. 
Right. Yeah, so it's like it's from a bygone era, but it's in the 90s. Right. So they singing like from the 60s. And then, but they got that funk. That's what I say it reminds me uh, uh, James I Brown. Feel, I get what you're and saying. And with all the like the attitude and shit. Yeah, because they had, they had the it. attitude, but they had the sweetness. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. they it just they it just encompassed a whole lot. But yeah, I probably yeah. want you know what? No, and they, they all could sing. Too. Every last one of them could sing. Um, but they were like the Temptations, like the Temptations mm-hmm. could all sing. But they were I gotta put the Temptations in there because I know every yeah. Temptation song ever, even the new shit. Like I just can't help myself. Um. But they sounded better as a group. Mm-hmm. They really did, and they all oh, kind of went off on their separate that. things. But their harmony just worked together and matched like the emotions. You're right. Because I, I, Cause I the emo- actually didn't appreciate them in, in, as much as I should have. Even though I love them, they sing one of my favorite songs ever. Uh, don't, don't ask, ask my name. Yeah, that's my Which shit. is one of the great. Like it I doesn't get shit. a credit, but mm-hmm. it's one of the great vocal songs like it's it should be a standard a r&b standard but it's not mm-hmm. and i don't think it's appreciated enough just, literally just that song the emotions as a whole everything they touched was pretty much gold as far as their vocals but don't ask my neighbor they mm-hmm. hit everything mm-hmm. everything that you can want to hit as a singer it's some flow too as somebody who's <laughs> that's your flow as somebody who spent a many a year in a choir <laughs> you yeah. you pray to be able to harmonize like th- that group I, I didn't know how vocally talented the emotions were until i got older started listening to music and, and i started, started hearing appreciate and i started that. hearing uh musicians and singers talk about like so when i hear singers talk about shaka khan it gives me a better appreciation for shaka khan so i'm like oh yeah she was cool but then when i hear so when i hear him talk about the emotions so i'm like um i don't know no more runs and and, and you know shit for uh ad-libs and shit they doing i don't know like that's that's not something you can practice that's something that you feel yeah and that's yeah, why yeah. i say that r&b is still on that it's still on a gospel vibe and the mm-hmm. reason why it's a gospel vibe you know how when people start praising when it's genuine mm-hmm. that genuine they get to speak Cause, it because not even speaking tongues that. you can't but people try and that's when it's, and that's when it doesn't sound and then somebody who's fugazi fugazi and somebody who i feel like bringing it back full circle don't say gender oh sorry if i let you speak i'm sorry who anyways jennifer hudson oh (laughs) you did all that no yeah i do so but you think i don't so she's like fantasia is authentic and then jennifer hudson is jennifer hudson is kind of just like if somebody were to give Jennifer just like some real free fucking ring to do whatever type of album she wanted to do to sing and not put her where they think her voice should be she would come out with an album that would be listenable she does not make music that you can listen to um, on repeat she does have that one song that I fuck with um, she, J. Cole sampled it she, what the fuck is the name of that song wait no well, I'll continue, continue. Yeah, no, well, <laughs> think about um Jennifer Hudson, I, I again, she's like a starlet to me. She could sing, okay, so she did the album. But you trying to say she was like Judy, something like it. Yeah, so she's more recognizable as an actress and then you know, she is as an actual singer. singer. So to, yeah, she's like one of the more what you call them, what were they, the the Warner players or mm-hmm. something. Yeah, so she's like that. Uh, she can't dance, but used to be singing. No one's gonna love you. That's the name of that song. I haven't heard that one. That song, it again, J Cole sampled it, but that. 
And she's singing like she sings. But I'll give that's you. That's how I feel about it. She, she, that's, yeah, that's just how I feel. I was going to say, it. but the, uh, another, on the flip side, when they tried to kind of turn her into an R&B artist when she came out with that first album, and then she had that song with Neo, um, I'm leaving tonight, blah, blah, blah. That, but that wasn't her? It, it, it didn't sound natural. It sounded mm. like it was forced. So what kind of, give me an artist, an album that you think hers would sound like? Because if it's not going to be R&B, like, uh, I don't listen to her that much. To me, she sounds cool. Judy. Judy live at the Copa. So, so it would be like some... And she's not as... But even then, she's not as silky as uh, Judy. Because to me, she sounds I'm like... I'm a big Judy Garland fan, FYI. That's why I say Starlet. To me, she doesn't sound like... um. Damn, what is her name? Not Jennifer Holliday. Uh... What the fuck is her name? Catherine something? It's Tina Marie's favorite singer. But I forget her name. Uh, but that kind of music is she's, what Jennifer Hudson reminds me of. She's, it's I like cannot she, think of her name, though. She's missed, she has this voice. And I remember when she was on American Idol. They said that because she worked on Carnival Cruises Vaughn, singing. Vaughn, Vaughn, Vaughn. Sarah Vaughn? Sarah Vaughn. Okay. So she doesn't sound like Sarah Vaughn, mm-hmm. but that type of music... That to me, Sarah Vaughn is like classical jazz. I wouldn't put Jennifer in no? that. Okay. Yeah, right. not even close. I would put Jennifer as a Broadway singer. That's what she is. She's uh, she's literally a singer for the uh, stage. You know what? She's a no You're mic. Right. She's You're a no right. mic right. singer. You're right. If she I'm thinking at the time. If she, really style, if you were to so, put her, yeah, you're right. In fucking uh, Hamilton singing okay. Angelica's part, then I would, That's I would, a, be, that that is a better comparison. I would be with the shits. Yeah, I was, I, more, I, I was like more Jennifer. Think, I was more thinking of the the, the time frame, not really the the, the genre, but uh, I do remember hearing the Sarah song. It, but it, that one was kind of bouncy, so maybe that's why. But. Broadway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know a little thing or two. I know. I know. All right. Go um, ahead. But no, that, that's just me. But we're talking about R&B groups and the audacity of people not liking Drew Hill. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? Like, let's talk about Ooh, that. Because <laughs> I'm... I know you were okay with the... You just... You know, you did the J thing and just kind of let it go. And um, <laughs> save the aggression for the uh, DMs. But... <laughs> How can you, if you're an R&B fan and you don't like Drew Hill, you don't like fuck all the remakes. The remakes alone make me like Drew Hill. Mm-hmm. Love Train, which we Love were singing Train, yeah. earlier, which is originally recorded by Confunction. Uh, yeah. What's that thing? I thought that was LTD. Is it? I love Train. No, you're right. LTD? Love Train is Damn LTD. Because we are <laughs> LTD. God. Now we got to ask our good good friend Google. Uh, uh, I knew the OJs was gonna come up. No, nope, I was on. right. Confunction, yeah, for okay. the old nigga. Damn, what? Nigga. What? You what? right? You <laughs> right? I always thought it was LTD. is you're thinking of love, oh, love ballad, love ballad, love ballad, and we both deserve each other's love, which was my daddy's favorite song. So that's why I remember that. Anyways, back to my original statement. You have somebody like Cisco. Cisco's not your normal vocalist. Um, most men in R&B groups who are the front men, you got Ron Isley. Oh, you know what? Let's put that in there. Isley Brothers, one of my favorite groups of all time. I know all they shit. Long before Mr. Biggs. Um, but 
They you, usually, I'm sorry. They usually are sopranos. They usually have a falsetto. Oh, they usually. Ah. I see what you're saying. What's your favorite Isaac Brothers song? Because the one I like, nobody likes. What is it? Uh, this So Hard of Minds. That's a good one. But nobody likes it. Like, that's not Isley. Yeah, but. Yeah, Isley's used to come out. Isley's were like uh, the fucking. I don't know. I don't. We don't have anybody like that. But for 15 years, they were the summertime anthem. Mm. Like, for like 60, what, you 65 right. through 78, they had. I, I they had albums in sequence, too. Yeah, they were. Uh, on vinyl, and it's funny, because through the years, but every. On all those albums. One song has that song that you know was that shit. It, for that it was summer. it was the who's summer. that lady? Yeah, who's summer that breeze. Lady? Summer breeze. I fucks with summer breeze. Yeah, yeah. Summer I like the original. Makes me um, feel fun. Uh, Croft and somebody, yeah, but I do I love the original. <laughs> no, I do. I do like the original, but um, that's rude. I, I shouldn't say that. I do care, kind of. Um, <laughs> damn. I know, nigga. It's been a long week, it all right? Had, it has. So, and we're talking about my. You're talking about my favorite thing in the whole wide world. Music. This is this is my shit. Just like you. Okay. Um. So we talked about R&B in the '90s. Okay. So, I say R&B in the '90s hit its pinnacle in the '90s, and that's what I consider. Cause '80s R&B I like, but '80s R&B to me, it didn't until Babyface came to me. You said that it was still like. It, it was. Ch- it was. It, there were still love ballads to me. To me. So, because '80s R&B is like. But okay, okay. Roger Troutman. Yeah, that's late eight. That's late seventies. That's eighties. That's cocaine feel. Because eighties <laughs> off. Pause. Okay, okay so this is. Talk about it. So she gonna hit me? Crack her knuckles. I was because I'm getting prepared, nigga. Not. Not everything's about you. So, you had this, it's a period of time that people, I feel like all these music people forget about, except for maybe Questlove, who's real. But people, when they talk about R&B, when they talk about soul, they skip a major part, and that's the disco era. The emotions. Because I fuck with the Bee Gees. (laughs) And that's... Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> that just made me laugh, though. The emotions are part of that era as well. And you had the A side, which would be the disco, and the B side, that would be the slow jams, right? So you you had that. But disco is very... The, disco was the one time... In, the Wall is like a disco Yeah, a it's, disco it's literally a disco album. Mm-hmm. And then Thriller, it became a pop album. But anyways, so you have this music this was the one time where pop and r&b literally combined and people had no affiliations to anything because you can mm. listen you because re- you know we're talking this is post motown but mm-hmm. this is like still shit's a little on edge but this is also pre-hip-hop right mm-hmm. mm. this is before people divided into racial lines so this mm-hmm. this disco was literally a peacetime yeah shit mm-hmm. was crazy and but reckless was, they, they, yeah everybody everybody had afros right <laughs> but everybody was going in and partying with it each did, other yeah. everybody was listening to the same music unless you were on weed, unless you were on some uh, unless you were on some kiss shit and but even kiss their greatest or highest selling album was their disco album like mm-hmm. this you had that unless you were like into the punk and the grudge and it was mm-hmm. like anti edge lords. Yeah. yeah. 
counterculture. So, but you had a time where everybody had a disco album. Everybody made music. Disco is nothing but R and B music, and that's why, and it evolved into hip. Not into hip hop, but the. It involved in the dance and house music. And people, mm. black people especially, always put up their nose at house music. House That's music, that yeah. white people shit. No, 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 no. No, maybe techno. Maybe. But mm. house music is nothing but just disco still living. Yeah. It's yeah. the same soul, because that's what disco was. Soul singing with really catchy music. I kind of like music. house. That's why we talking about the Madonna song. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> That, that shit kind of dope. I mean, me. that's what yeah. it, that's literally what made Madonna famous. Madonna had a disco beat which was evolving Yo, into right, the hip hop, right. and she had that voice. That's holiday. Yeah, Nobody yeah. knew. Celebrate. They thought that if Madonna was gonna be like Tina Marie. It wasn't gonna happen. Tina Marie came out in that disco era. I'm talking squares to you, baby. That's all disco. That's all. 10 fucking minute songs that you danced yeah, to because you yeah. were full of fucking cocaine. I, 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 I see the quote that said, can you imagine being in the 80s doing a doing a line of coke and then square biz come on? I would die. Like, just think about it to do a bump. I want anybody who had parents who grew up, like, not grew up in the 80s, fuck that, that were grown in the 80s. You never saw them niggas fat. If you had a, if you had a fat, all they did was roller skating, do drugs. If you had a fat relative in the eighties, the motherfuckers was legitimately it was, fat. It was a glandular bro. They had a thyroid issue <laughs> because that did not exist from seventy seven through eighty nine. fucking and everybody, doing drugs. Like the and honest, dancing and dancing because unlike you a didn't lot of people, Lionel Richie. I don't like Lionel Richie. I know you don't. Well, go ahead. I don't like Lionel Richie. I'm a, I'm here to say this. Uh, there's one Lionel Richie song that I like. Say you, say me. Zoom. Oh. Okay. Say you. Say I don't like. Me. I I. There's no need to me lying. There's no, I don't like nothing. Nothing. You like the Commodores. I like the Commodores. I don't like Lionel. I don't also don't like Smokey Robinson. Let's talk about it. I don't I like Smokey Robinson. Well, you can that. take all the motherfucking bridge you need because at the end of this day, <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Burn that motherfucking bridge, nigga. I don't give a fuck. Burn the bridge. I'ma hand you the goddamn match. Oh, listen, fuck your bridge, all right? Listen, the bridge is over. The bridge is over. <laughs> because this is a we're gonna be doing songs, singing clips all night. Because smoking that dope, that's enough for me. <laughs> That but was I, the end of his career. But I, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> that was that is Dang, one thing. That shit was dope. And like, okay, no, this like is the other part. This is the other part. He comes out with that song twenty years after he had a crack cocaine addiction. <laughs> Nigga, shut up. Smoking that with, smoke. with twisties. <laughs> Anyways. And they're probably extensions, cause Smokey Robinson is ninety years old. No, this motherfucker walking around with a head full of black hair. All the temptations are dead. Uh, and this nigga's walking around here with a head full of black hair. Get the fuck you, out of you here. You know I met Smokey Robinson? But I don't care. That's Listen. a true story. I can't tell my Smokey Robinson story. Do you mean you met Smokey Robinson or Tiny? I'm, oh, we didn't have to do that. Yes, we did. Because I did it on the last episode. I like to be consistent. Okay. Damn. This but is I, why this I'm is a, why Austin looked at us like that cuz he he just yeah. knew. That, that, he was nervous. But that's why I like him cuz he cuz he kept the shit going like yeah, he's a professional. 
We're not. Um, but no, I met Smokey Robinson. I'm a professional at, um, shit talker, but go ahead. Continue. No, no, I just met him at a gas station. Uh, he was in a Rolls Royce. <laughs> was he smoking crack? I don't know. Well, actually, I was young. My mother could tell the story better. But uh, the, her car ran out of gas, and he had pulled up and asked if she need help. She's like, no. Then she's like, huh? are you? Are you? Yes, ma'am. You know, I'm Smokey Robinson. And his wife at the time was in the car. He was in a, a white Rolls Royce. Uh, I was in the back seat. Um, and I, I do, re- I don't remember the day, but I do remember, um, her telling the story over and over again. I was like, oh yeah. I mean, I just thought it was like an uncle or somebody, you know, nigga look Creole shit. Um, Smokey Robert, I don't know, but he looks like my family is what the point of trying to make. Yeah. He like he be, that's what I was like. Oh shit. To, to be fair. Yeah, exactly. Makes- so, but that's just Smokey Robinson's story. And yeah. Okay, so <laughs> I'm glad you, you know, you met him, had no idea who he was, but... Fuck that nigga. No, <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm no, joking, no, no. like, joking, like honestly, it's not, it's not even fuck Smokey Robinson, yeah, like that, I'm just not a fan yeah. of him singing by himself. Oh, uh, but you like the Miracles. I love Smokey Robinson, Smokey Robinson and the Miracles, yeah. I fuck with, Lionel Richie and the Commodores, I fuck mm-hmm. with, it was one they got on their own. Gladys Knight and the Pips. I fuck I don't, with, I, I don't fuck like, with, I you fuck like with, solo Gladys? I, I, listen. I'm gonna be honest with you, Gladys Knight, uh, Mormon or not, is <laughs> one of the greatest vocalists of all time. Oh, she does not she does not get the credit that she deserves. Mm. We're how we were talking about Aretha earlier, how mm. Aretha's voice started going. We all know about how Whitney's is going. We don't know about these younger artists, uh, in our generation, how their voice is gonna sound you know, 10, 20 years. Gladys Knight has been singing since she was like six, four years old. She mm. sounds exactly the same, the same strength, the same like just everything and she looks great like i'm just gonna give a shout out to gladys now that's how i feel about shaka khan uh, shaka khan also is <laughs> shaka khan has such a distinct voice though mm-hmm. shaka's uh, fantasia is gonna be like shaka mm-hmm. i can totally see fantasia being like shaka and so, this isn't disco but one shaka khan song for some reason it's like a negro spiritual to me ain't nobody i don't know why when that song comes on Cause, Cause it is a Negro spiritual, ain't well, nobody. Yeah, like, and it doesn't matter what you're doing. It's it's on. The, it's just one of them songs. It just it's like before I let you go. And I love when that guitar riff come on. Dun, 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 dun. Like it's a, musically, I listen to that shit. Oh, I, I love it. Like and another one, I'm gonna say this, and I'm sorry. No, no, you're fine. Cause uh, um. Stevie Wonder gets his credit, but I just think we like Stevie Wonder because we grew up like in Stevie Wonder. Every generation for the but, last but, six years has grown up but listening we to him. Don't really know the, the complexities of it all. Like Stevie Wonder would start a song. He played the drums. So he was just like well, Prince was like him. But I'm saying because we give that to Prince. But not Stevie Wonder. So there's one song Stevie Wonder. Um, and the nigga, the last album I remember him putting out, he was dancing on stage to it. I'll never forget that. He caught a mic too. People say he's not blind. <laughs> that he just tricking everybody. But uh, knocks me off my feet. That is awful. So that, the Stevie Wonder version. Now, if you listen to that song, I implore you to just listen to the percussions. Right? If you just listen to the percussions, it's like or it, the way it's orchestrated. And I was telling this to my friend because I listen to hats. When I listen to music, I listen to the hi hats. We were talking about that. Yes. I don't know why, but that's how I listen to a song. Come to find out, because uh, we're talking about Jermaine Dupri. I heard him doing an interview, and he says he always um, 
hires his high hands. He raises the volume. Mm-hmm. But I, I love Jermaine Dupree, and I was like, oh shit, maybe yeah, this all makes sense. It all makes sense now. Whenever, whenever I know a JD beat when I hear it, uh, the one that U- Usher put out not to like a year or two ago, the doom. But I was listening to it. It was like came out two, three years ago. It's it's upbeat. It's Jermaine Dupree. And it's Usher. I forget the name of it. It was like last year or a year ago. What? Did you know the name of the song? Oh, last year, still a year ago. <laughs> last year. So your audience, we're not interacting with y'all right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, when what? I heard it, I was like, that's a JD. But then JD started talking. Oh, you know what? I Which know. One I'm uh, yeah, about. I know exactly. The I was like, the fuck are you talking about? That came out in 2019. I know what song okay, you're talking okay. about. So yeah, 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 that, yeah. That yeah, was yeah. one of them. Um, that's why the little one was over there singing it. Yeah. You know what song I'm talking about? Yeah. What's the name of it? Okay. Because I, I had it on everything because it was with him and Summer Walker. Not Summer Walker. It came out after the song with him and Summer Walker. What? It's him and Ella uh, Mai. That's. L- yeah, there LMA. we go. That's. Ella May or Ella I have no. Fu- Ella May. Um, Peanut Gallery. Can't hardly wait. Can't, Can't hardly, hardly wait. wait. Yes. Okay. So, yes, but yes, that definitely sounded. You you mm-hmm. knew right off the, the bat that that and was a JD. Me, yeah, because that's like how I feel. And it's so funny because you talk about niggas loving Rod Carey. Uh, always be my baby. Do do do. That's my favorite Mariah Carey song. Do do do. Then our friend Blanche was like, "Why do niggas love Mariah Carey?" Every like, every nigga loves Mariah Carey B side. I don't song, care. And that song, "Always Be My Baby," she was. Like, I played. I I played the beginning saying, of Heartbreaker today, <laughs> and somebody just. I'm not gonna mention no names, but Heartbreaker with the remix with Jay Z and somebody. You, know, you play. Oh, you talking about me? Because yes. it was fantasy. No, it was fantasy. It was no it was fantasy, beat, and I told you it wasn't heartbreak. Fantasy is is my song that was my niggas, shit. Niggas no heartbreaker. Yeah, and I said niggas no heartbreaker. Every yeah. nigga knows heartbreaker. Niggas heartbreaker. The, the best of me, but we. That's a, that's the other thing we were talking about is. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, 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 did I get it? <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh, I'm my sorry. God. I don't even know. Okay, so. <laughs> I'm so done. Um, this is good. This is real good. But, yeah, Mariah Carey, uh, another another legend. is one on my light skin list. I fucking love Tina Marie. Does, is she? Tina Marie changed the. Is she solidified? So, we, solidified. Of everything, yes. Do we talk about her enough? No, we okay. don't talk about Tina enough. Because you already know who, which hill I'm gonna die on. Tina, listen. There's certain artists that you grow up with. Now, I know that for a fact. I grew up with Anita Baker. Mm-hmm. I grew up with Karen White. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, I grew up with Tina Marie. It was Natalie Cole and Tina Marie for me. Yeah, that's all my mother listened. Which to. is really funny. Uh, Shorty never listened to Natalie Cole. Nobody did, but my daddy did get high with Natalie Cole back in the 70s. So, and she was like late, uh, for the show, like an hour. So, smoking that smoke. (laughs) (laughs) Gang banging. But uh God damn. Anyways. Natalie Cole. So yeah, Natalie I, I I grew an appreciation for Natalie Cole once I got older. You play Natalie. Because I right. know yes. because <laughs> of her rendition of Good Morning Heart mm, eight by I love I'm catching him. Um 
from Billie Holiday, which I catch hell about because I'm a bigger. Uh, Speaking, you know what I miss about music? What? Oh, what were you gonna say? Uh, nothing. Go ahead. Forget it. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. No, no, I don't. I'm fine. It's fine. I missed the S- monologue. Sej S- S- show. <laughs> Let's get dangerous. Uh, no, I missed the monologues. That's all. I'm sorry. But go ahead. I mean, Well, yeah. With the monologues, I missed the whole like album. Oh. I, I missed yeah. a, a good R&B album because yeah. that... There's a... Um, you know what? There we go. I found my favorite... Probably my two favorite R&B groups of all time. Okay. I will give them to you right now. Once again, DeBarge. Okay. These are the light-skinned people I will forever love. They can okay. do no wrong. Crackheads or not, I love them. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> they were uh, the they were great songwriters. Every last one of them could sing. Oh, mm. fuck about them dancing. They could sing, and they could sing and play all the instruments. They were mm-hmm. amazing. But my second favorite is Blackstreet. Oh, okay. okay. Blackstreet is... Thank you, thank you. Blackstreet. Alright, alright. Blackstreet. If, if Blackstreet is the soundtrack mm. of my childhood. Okay. Another level was on another and, level. And, <laughs> and, and shit of my love life. From good loving to Good Loving. Uh, uh, and from the Because it's true. It's, yeah. Um I still bump that shit. I, but we all know I bump all nineties R and B anyways and eighties R and B. So did you like that part in Pitch Perfect when they sing no diggity? Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so no, but I I Black Street, if uh-huh. we talk about Great, because we talk about Babyface. Yeah. And when I say we talk about Babyface, I'm talking about me and this nigga. Yeah, like, nobody yeah. else listens to this. Yeah. One day, we're going to do a whole episode on just Babyface. Babyface, yeah. Oh, yeah. We do a whole episode on Babyface. We're also going to do a whole episode on Alicia Keys. That yeah. was my request, yeah, because yeah. I I have some things. She got some shit to say about I got some, I got and, some, and, I, and I agree with 90% of Yeah, because I have to give credit where credit is yeah, due. Yeah, yeah. Um, but... And she gave us a monologue, but go ahead. She... <laughs> The, ugh, don't start. I need to say focus. Blackstreet, Teddy Riley, right? So it's kind of like it was like a revision of Guy from the early eighties, mm-hmm. and then it went from Guy to Blackstreet. Black wasn't Street. he in the third band, or was only Guy in Blackstreet? I could have sworn he was in the third. He band. wasn't a third band. But what was it? I think he had created one. I don't know if it did anything. Okay, though. okay, okay, okay. So, so you had Guy, then you had Blackstreet, and then Guy had Aaron, right? Aaron um Aaron Hall? He was in Guy? Wasn't he? I'm not sure. I'm not you sure. You were you were around that time. I yeah, and, I wasn't. Cause you can get a piece of my mm-hmm. I was sing, I was randomly singing that at people Tuesday. Like for no reason. I didn't have no reason. I just felt like singing it and I was singing it loudly. Wow. And if I couldn't actually give you now my voice. Do that to you. If I couldn't I wasn't even listening to the song. Um but if I couldn't like sing it out to you, I was I was sending it to you through text message. I'm just thinking though, really ain't nothing better than nineties. No, there's though. nothing, nothing in this world. Um, but you have Black Street. The uh, another level album is mm-hmm. one of the greatest R and B albums mm-hmm. of all time. It is done impeccably. Mm-hmm. You have every type of voice range in there. It mm-hmm. does beat out Drew Hill, even for me. And okay. I and I love Drew Hill, but there's 
the but I love Drew Hill the first two albums. Yeah. The, uh, I like the first three, but that second one. That's the second, second one, one is the one. Yeah, but that's my formative years. So. Yeah, and uh, I, they were for me. I was like seven. So yeah, okay. Um, but no, like that. That is that. Out, and I was like seven when another level came out. No, Diggy came out in what ninety six. Around then, yeah, ninety six, ninety seven. I was, 96, I, was yeah. I was literally nine. So I, I was the, in the fifth grade. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck I was listening. Why? Should it get down? Oh, good good luck. But it every song from beginning to end. That was mm-hmm. one of those few albums that I remember as a kid, and then transitioning as an adult, and I can listen to every song on it. Mm-hmm. And that's something that R and B doesn't necessarily give us now. Because the Barge shit too. The Barge. Because maybe this is a Barge remake. Tell me it's real. Oh wait, not no. No, no, it's don't, it's don't leave me, girl. No, don't leave me, girl. Oh, that, but I'm talking about they did the um, the the bars they made like a gospel song. Um, it was on the end of the album of the uh, another level. Um, this is the bar song, but they uh, uh, he I know it's real. Yes, the Lord is real. Oh yeah, yeah, but that was originally the bar song. Yes, but um. A dream of simple fantasy. Okay. That's uh, DeBarge. Again, these are, in DeBarge, the reason why I love DeBarge, DeBarge is one of the most sample R&B groups of all time, too. Mm -hmm. Now, even though they were under Motown, they were with Babyface as a producer, too. Mm -hmm. Um, They really did their own shit. Mm -hmm. So, that was, that's, that's something that, if they wouldn't have got caught up in the light, they would have been on another level. Same thing with Blackstreet. Blackstreet gave mm. us, Blackstreet gave us two albums and a, uh, two songs for soundtracks. So they gave us Soul Food soundtrack. They gave yes. us a hit, and they gave us a hit on the Wood. And they gave us a hit on the Rugrats movie because I used to love that song. Take me there. I wanna go there. Take me to that place. Cause Maya is fucking all of that now. Yeah, I, now because I'm gonna say that I'm gonna sound like a hater. I was not attracted to Maya when she oh, first came you're out. talking about like her actual attraction. Uh, Maya is fucking beautiful. <sighs> she grew up. She because yeah. I feel the same way about Ashanti. I really didn't think Ashanti was uh, and Rihanna because when Rihanna first came out, I did. I was you not, were grown when Rihanna was a kid, so okay, that was that why, that's okay. probably why. Because I was like, not, I'm not even being funny. No, so, I get it. Like, I get it. it was because I was like, not uh. really attracted to Rihanna. I was like, I get it, but man, Rihanna's so beautiful. I feel the same way about Maya. In her forties, Maya is all of that. Like, I'm sorry, I just had to say that. You know that. what? I don't think there's. And a... Speaking of R&B, she gave us uh, her first joint, not a classic, but pin- but pinnacle. I feel like her the second one, Case of the X. That, that was you the talk, third album, right? I don't fucking know. I, I don't. So. I don't keep up with my albums like that. I just remember she that, had that one with, with her and Cisco. She had Cisco. She had Silk the Shocker, Silk the Shocker. and then Case of the X. I remember Case of the Jada X. Kiss. Jada Kiss was on that. Or maybe, no, not Case of the X, but he was on that album. I, yeah, but it wasn't that song. But no. Dun. And that was so quintessential late 90s, early 2000s. You're talking about formative years. That was a Wani Middle School. That was on some shit. That was some shit. So, might be a contemporary with Aaliyah? Shut up. No. No? So, she's more Brandy and Monica? Yeah. Because we had this conversation about Aaliyah. So, we had this conversation about Aaliyah. I did. Am I excited that Aaliyah's music is finally fucking being released for the last time? Yeah. I didn't know. I'm sorry. 
Continue. It's been a whole thing, like on every news outlet, but whatever. You know, I'll be in the back cave. So this is what this is what happened. Um, her crooked ass uncle decided to go ahead and release all the music. Now it wasn't just Leah's music; it was JoJo's music or one of JoJo's albums. Tony Braxton's third album, which was like one of my favorite albums by her, because it had this her song. Uncle had. Yeah, because okay. his production company. Oh, okay, okay. So they held those rights. They were these songs were never released. This is exactly why you can't go and go buy them. Yeah. Unless you're going somewhere like Rasputin. So yeah, I got um, a Leo on vinyl. Just so you know. Of course you do. Um, but that that's a collector's item at mm-hmm. this point because mm-hmm. even though they're re- like allowing the release for streaming, I don't know if they're gonna re- allow the like reproduce of actual physical copies. Yeah, yeah. So that makes that's why I held on to it because it's gonna it's worth something because you couldn't listen. They're to... They're not gonna repress that. Yeah. No, and then you had because the only one that was allowed to be streamed was the With first the album, shit, yeah, which man. is. What did we say earlier? If niggas would have been <laughs> raping people, music would have been a totally different yeah, world. Yeah. Because that's what it was. Because at the end of the day, the niggas are rapists. Yeah, you can say the old pee jokes and everything else. Niggas are rapists. Like, straight mm-hmm. up child molester. But. We did not bring him up. I know. Not once. We were talking. But, but, but you can't talk about yeah. R&B in the 90s and not talk about R. Kelly. That's just what it is. R. Kelly and Babyface are the only two individuals. We're talking about every goddamn song from not, <laughs> like from 89 they wrote, they wrote everything. to 2002. Because we're R&B. talking about Bump, Bump, Bump. Like okay, B2K. All that shit is either Babyface, Teddy Riley, or motherfucking R. Uh, Kelly. Right, and Ar- right. and Babyface and Teddy Riley, you're looking more on the production side mm-hmm. of it if you go in the mid-90s. R. Kelly, though, that motherfucker had a pen for somebody yeah. who was completely illiterate. It might explain why all the songs kind of have the same thing. But his actual songs... Yeah. Which was if... If he would have stopped it like at... 15. Um, he could have had a really ghetto opera. That could have actually been great. I do, I do not like Captain Of course you People don't. People try to sell me on it. it. But once he got to the midget and uh, excuse my phrase, little person, because we do have one here. Um, <laughs> you know, it. <laughs> 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 We have like exact opposites. We have a giant and then we have a little person here. So, um, a glamazon, if you will. Um, She's going to hit you in the back of the head. Go ahead. She high. So, because there ain't nothing in his life easy. So, (laughs) but yeah, R. Kelly, because we talked about this too in private. Neither of us were big R. Kelly fans prior to the Chocolate Factory. Factory, The Chocolate Factory made me become an R. Kelly fan because I I didn't like you feeling on your boots. It was like going on. I like 12 Play 2000 just because I was that I was, was that was your formative yeah, years. So when that shit came, hit it off in the back. You can say that going around when the front, and I was discovering that. So yeah, that's yeah. So you remind me of my cheap. Uh, that was younger bit. art. When I was younger, I really didn't listen to art because it was all about sex, and I was eight, so I didn't get it. But I did, of course. I believe you can fly. Who don't like that? I did like his drunk with Celine. You know what? When I was a kid, I hated that fucking I song. I love that song. I hated that song it so. It made me feel good. I would remember because I would be. This is a true story. In Space Jam. I would be um, in my living room in the summer times. The summertime. And let me put the drink down. Summertime. <laughs> summertime. 
uh, and then he will be watching MTV or BET all day, right? Because you had Cedar in the morning, you had MTV Jams. I had cable. Uh-huh. I had cable. I was watching the box. Pause. Not only did I have cable, but we only had cable in one room on a 19 inch TV in the living room. So while everybody was either at work or sleep, I would be in the living room practicing my dance moves because mm. that was the thing. And then as soon you would get like no diggity and then you would get mm-hmm. a bunch of, <laughs> you know, just what you get Biggie or somebody else come on. You get California love and all of a sudden, I'm a lean, I can fly and would uh, fuck up the whole groove of what was going on. you were trying to be, shake that ass. I was not shaking ass. I was choreographing. Because right. I was like seven, and it was all just oh, okay, okay, it was okay. all the Running Man and like Roger Rabbit. But yeah. regardless, I was in here and I was doing the damn thing, and that stupid ass song. And he was bald too. You know how I feel about bald men. When I was that young, I remember because uh, my mom used to trip out. Uh, cause she was like, "How the fuck do you know this song?" It was because I loved um, I believe I could fight, but I used to always sing. Uh, I'm so proud, Curtis Mayfield, who I believe is the most underappreciated artists of our You're generation. No and I am somebody... My mom used to trip. She's like, why do you know this song? But I was like, prettier than all. See, and then oh, I, I... Since we're talking Curtis. about... I love Curtis uh, Since Mayfield. we're talking about R&B and songs, one of the great... Another one of the greatest soundtracks ever made, Superfly soundtrack, made by Curtis, Curtis Mayfield. Mayfield. It, I, I, I... That came at, out... That at came nauseum, out, I say... Like, 15, 18 years before we were even fucking thought about. Uh, Curtis Mayfield is the most underappreciated artist. And I just, uh... He's not, he's, he's not, uh, underrated, because everybody knows him, but he's underappreciated as far as, we don't, we, we don't have that we appreciation talk, for him like we do for, like, Marvin Gaye or Isaac Hayes or Smokey or... Or Smokey or Babyface or the, yeah. all, the niggas that we talked about earlier. The fact that he gave Curtis us Claudine... He gave us Claudine, Sparkle, and Superfly soundtrack. And they were legit. I'm your like, mama, I'm your daddy, I'm, I'm that nigga in the alley. I'm, I'm your doctor when you need. Want some coke, have some, some weed. weed. My nigga talk, was spitting. All we do is talk about Your nigga, thick and thin. I'm your pusher, man. Not my nigga Curtis, though. But you know what I like? I like Curtis because the way I like Babyface. Because mm-hmm. I'm listening to the Spar- Sparkle song. And there's no reason why I make it. Like, that's how I feel about Superwoman. I, how I make it like Superwoman. Okay, so you have... <laughs> Let me tell you about Babyface. We'll start with Curtis because most of you who are probably listening to this have never watched Claudine. You probably haven't watched Sparkle. Go watch Sparkle. Go watch Sparkle, watch, right? I'm not not 2012 Sparkle, even though that's a good ass movie. Oh, uh, sorry. Uh, 2012, not the 2012 one, even though it's good with Jordan Sparks, but it's not. But it's good. It's good. You need to watch the original one with Lynette McKee. It is a 70s black exploitation. And I, yeah, but I'm there for Sister. Let's let's not not change. We all have our characters. Sister is my sister is the greatest. This is such an underrated movie and soundtrack. Sister is one is like. Omar from The Wire. Yeah. Where it's a, such a complex character. Lynette McKee never got the mm. recognition that she deserves for that movie. I can't stand Satin Ass, though. Satin is a. a I, but I like sticks. Well, we'll come back to I like that. sticks. You're and, uh, sticks. That's Levi. why you like I'm sticks. sticks. You're, you're sticks. <laughs> but you look like Levi. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> 
so this is the thing though this is the beauty of it the sister makes that movie mm-hmm. and she's seen all the people in the movie actually seen their yes, parts in yes. the movie but the soundtrack it's is sung by aretha franklin and it's written and produced by curtis mayfield it Stop. is not r&b it is soul it is you feel everything on that album it is one of the it is literally one of the greatest albums made in the 70s and it doesn't get the recognition that i got that as a i got that as a gift on vinyl because i always tried to find it shout out i don't even know she's listening but uh i had a friend homegirl v she she got me that on vinyl only because i talked about it so much and I would look for that album. It's one of my favorite vinyls. So, for track to track, it's incredible. So, what I like about it, too, again, I was talking about Babyface. I listen to, um, is it called Sparkle? Uh, the song, I mean, the song. And it's like a, uh, something, uh, don't want to do nothing. Trying to get your will. If you want to find something funky, good, and kind. I don't know why I love that line. So, look, I'm still rhyming. Really? You don't, I don't know, know why you like that I line? I love that line because it just makes so, so much sense. <laughs> like, something funky, good, and kind. Like, that's all we need. And, and, then, and, we, and we good. And, and then you have Claudine. And the reason why Claudine... A little sugar. Is because Gladys Knight and kind of the pips. Gladys Knight sings her rendition of makings of you which mm-hmm. is had that on vinyl as well one of my i have it on vinyl as well i got it for you yes i bought that for you see yes she did you all talk shit that don't bring you nothing where's you my shorts say, at where's my shorts at where's my shorts my, he don't never bring me nothing. where's my shorts where's Man, my shorts you got on vinyl where's my shorts you don't you got a dark winged duck shirt on the way yeah that's what i thought anyways nigga <laughs> Um, <laughs> the makings of you is one of the just most beautiful songs ever made, mm-hmm. and I it's a, such a short song, mm-hmm. and it has so many um, covers. But there's I like Lauren Hills. Yeah, many oh, don't, but I do. Um, my favorite cover is Angie Stone's. Angie Stone is another underrated. Yeah. Um, uh, another underrated vocalist of all time mm-hmm. she's um i call her the female luther and if you don't have oh. luther on your top five vocalists of all time any love, and then, and any love. <laughs> i love that shit yeah i can tell um yeah i could do a whole episode on luther too uh, and i never noticed how much him and jaheem sound alike mm. my homegirl pointed that out to mm-hmm. me jaheem no, sounds don't. like luther vandross no jaheem does uh, jaheem sounds like jaheem jaheem sounds like, like that nigga that's on the corner singing don't you ever in this black ass life ever compare jaheem to luther d vandross you know 10 other niggas named jaheem you don't no, know no, one no, named luther vandross there's a goddamn reason why how do, i turn my back on you anyways versus if you talk about curtis mayfield and we're talking about um babyface then you bring up babyface and yes. his soundtrack mm-hmm. and him writing from the perspective of a broken-hearted woman mm. and it making so much sense. There's no. There's you can't no, tell me a nigga about Superwoman. <laughs> I wouldn't. I would have never thought because the the intensity of it. It's like because you know when a nigga writes something yeah. as opposed to when a woman. J, it's JD. Yeah. It's JD. Yeah, like, always be my baby. That's JD. Not gonna cry his baby face. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like you do the math. It's like, you know? What? Like. Yeah. 
That, yeah. Ain't no uh, how a nigga come up with that? Thing? Hurt like hell. Like that whole soundtrack is just a pain, mm-hmm. lustful pain nonsense, mm-hmm. and yeah. I love every bit of it. Same thing with Soul Food. Yeah. Uh, that's 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 one of the greatest soundtracks. I I still put Sparkle as the greatest soundtrack in in my opinion. But uh, in my I would say Soul Food is my a, generation. Yeah. Oh, of our generation, it was something it's that Soul Food. something it's Soul that Food. something I actually grew up with and mm-hmm. felt and I can still listen to because yeah. Because Soul Food wasn't a soundtrack; it was just an album. Yeah. Uh, it was Soul Food, uh, Space Jam. That was Space Jam. You know what? And was I, an album that was not a soundtrack. And I don't disagree with you about that. That was because we were living in a different time. Mm-hmm. This and is above one, the room. Above the room is above the room. Poetic uh, Justice, Space Jam. I don't Soul like Poetic Justice Poetic, soundtrack. Uh, and well, I, Jason Lyric. <sighs> Jason Lyric soundtrack. When I was a young boy, I had visions of. Uh, so this need this is gonna have, this Sorry. we're gonna need to do like at least six episodes of this, and, and I feel like series? I feel like this is gonna be okay. a, the ne- if you don't want to hear us talk, the next couple of ones are gonna be more organized. I can guarantee. It. Okay, okay. But this we're just talking. This is the bag right here. This is it as far as everything I want to talk about because we're talking about male vocalists, male mm. writers. Uh, you don't want me to even get into the female ones. You don't want me to get into Missy Elliott writing oh. some of the greatest goddamn R and B songs of this time, and then singing a few herself or singing backup. You don't want to get me into Fantasia. I know a lot of people don't like Fantasia, but Fantasia takes me to church way more than Jennifer. That's why she sang at Aretha's funeral and J Hud did it. Ooh. But I digress. I digress. I digress. But listen to me when I say this: R and B is such. You notice who we didn't mention? There's some artists that we didn't mention, who? like Beyonce. We didn't mention uh, Beyonce. We didn't mention Destiny's Child. Okay. We didn't mention TLC. We didn't mention um, Boys to Men. Yeah. We didn't mention any of those people. We didn't even mention New Edition. You know why? Because they're pop. Not Boys to Men. Put your finger down. Not Boys to Men. Motown, Philly, back again. Once Babyface those are all pop songs my nigga those end are songs those are songs you hear in the supermarket although we go but that's baby you know baby face baby face says that's the only song the he would have sang himself I would have hated to hear him say that's that. That's why he said he didn't do it. Because uh, he was doing an oh, interview. And they said, why you didn't keep it? And he was group. like, uh, have you heard the song? <laughs> but that's his only song he said he wish he would have kept. But after he heard Babyface sing it. I mean, after he heard a new, uh, I'm sorry, Boys Two Men sing it. He was like, that's not my song no more. Because Otis said the same thing. Otis Redden said the same thing about Respect. Aretha Franklin. About Aretha. When he heard her, he's like, that's not my song no more. <laughs> like. It got that check, but he was like, "You know what? That would probably be the. You know what? That would be the 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 end for Aretha. Not respect, but uh, oh my god, what's her name? I saw her musical, Carol King. Uh, you make me feel natural woman. There we go. Oh, that, oh, that that would probably be because you know they looking up on the morning rain. That's so sure. <laughs> I used to feel okay. That that would be 
when we would say that's when her voice changed. Kind of like where Whitney, because motherfuckers, mm. mo- people, I could do a whole Whitney and episode. We didn't. We mentioned Whitney, but we can't mention Whitney like we need to because a lot of people talk about Whitney and it's I want to dance with somebody and I will always love yeah. you. Both hands down, great songs. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. But then you have if you're a true, true heart fan, mm-hmm. when you feel something with music as opposed mm-hmm. to just hearing it. Are you listening to it? But when you feel something, you know, and people say that bodyguard was that was pretty much yeah. the end for her. The preacher's, preacher's wife. wife. Oh, okay. I'm like, what the fuck? That's what I'm saying. The pre- <laughs> if you were I believe in America <laughs> Which she did not know that was a four time. I did right? not. I like he's he schooled me on that one. Surprisingly, there's a there's a couple songs on there yeah. that I didn't know were remakes. Yeah. Regardless, that is one of the another one of the greatest soundtracks. So these all came out. The, all of these this is when it was really fun to be black. Yeah. People don't people at the end of the day, this is how we're gonna wrap this up. Okay. R and B at that time. In the nineties, mm. may being black. Because even I'm fun. thinking of like Arrested Development. I'm thinking you, of you, not R&B. I'm but, thinking Tony I'm Tony Tone. TLC. I'm thinking about. Uh, and we're talking uh, about that TLC. digital underground. Digital underground. You had fun. It's all influenced. It's not necessarily R and B. But listen to Shimmy, Shimmy, Coco Puff. Like, but everything, yeah. and but and that brings us brings us to our previous conversation about Snoop Dogg. That's why Snoop mm. was such a fucking vibe because That's Snoop gives. Y'all, the next, next motherfucker that was born before 1999 got anything to say about Snoop. I'm just going to start shooting them. Because if you don't think, let me tell you something. Snoop is a let motherfucking, me, right? He's a black rock star. Let me explain something to you, ignorant motherfuckers. <laughs> all this all this gangster shit and blah, blah, blah. The only motherfucker, like from Dre, Ice Cube, that was actually Tupac, <laughs> to Biggie. The only motherfucker that was actually a gangster was Snoop the only one that was actually affiliated? Because you can even say Suge Knight. They used to punk Suge because Suge was big. Suge was a big motherfucker with a lisp who who happened to hang around some goddamn bloods and then he, you know, because wouldn't no nigga be able to punk me at the like the fucking Source Awards and being mm. like, it 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 no, see right there, I would have shot you because there would have been no, nothing to it. But Snoop Snoop is a real ass. Long Beach Crip, like they was actually on trial for for murder, murder. and got on stage with a Preston Curl and said, "I'm innocent." innocent. Like you motherfuckers don't know nothing, and we were children and we knew that was some shit. Sit your monkey ass down. He ain't even fifty yet. Snoop is forty seven. You know the term (laughs) sitting on your lawn because we got the same goddamn birthday. Y'all gonna put look? I'm because I'm that phrase. Yes, sitting on your lawn. Snoop Dogg. Snoop. Uh, he is Calvin Brodus. Calvin Brodus is sitting on his laurels right now. You let that motherfucker have fun. You call yeah. if he says call him Snoop Lion, motherfucker, roar, okay? Because I don't want to hear shit else about y'all talking about Snoop. Snoop gave us P Funk, G Funk, mm-hmm. then came out and had every motherfucking body uh, crit walking. I, I do, and gave us our singer song. Shout out to the Hoover Pates because we definitely played the fuck dun, dun, out of Drop It Like dun, It's Hot. Oh. It was a motherfucking massacre when right, that shit came on. 
We were we were in middle school when that song came out. We wasn't in high school yet. Some of these niggas is bitches too. Some of these niggas look just like you. You know, like it was Bring It On. You know how you know how Bring It On was. You know, so it would be the it would be the white and Hispanic church. It's white. Of course, it was because you're middle aged white woman. White and Hispanic. White Hispanic, white Hispanic cheerleaders, because we didn't have a lot of black cheerleaders at our high school. I don't think I think don't think we had any, because you know why the niggas went to go play basketball and they were undefeated. They were great. Must be some toes. In the- but then they had the uh, what? What the fuck were they called? One of my homies was on a uh, Soul Sisters, Soul Steppers, some uh. shit like that, and they brought the stump to it and they blew them motherfuckers out, and then they stopped letting them perform at it. But when Drop It Like It's Hot came on, and a little cheerleaders would go up and start. They would take up the whole front of the fucking Ratcliffe, that front row on the Hoover side. We would be getting our ass whooped. They, the black girls would take up that whole thing and they would fuck it up. And there was nothing quite like it. So once again, on my birthday sake, you're going to put some respect on Calvin Brodus, Snoop Dogg. Big Snoop Dogg, just, Snoop Lion, the prettiest hair motherfucker <laughs> in the whole planet, and whoever does his hair is who Kevin Durant needs to go see. I have wow. an episode coming for him. I just, I just, I just like he's a black rock, rock star. He is. That's he's ha- and this thing is having fun. He's got a jail cookbook because he likes to cook. Before we wrap, can I just say one thing before no, we wrap it up? No, because uh, we need to wrap it up. All right, wrap it up then. I just want to talk about Brendan Fraser and say bigger uh shout out Brendan Fraser. That's it. Always shout out Brendan yeah. Fraser. Another niggas getting love right now, and he was like our beast. generation shit. Brandon. Our generation, we fucked with him. We fucked with him heavy. Like, look, mummy, the mummy. I didn't know. I didn't know until I got older that niggas really liked the mummy. I just thought that was me and my family. <laughs> but it, when I got older, niggas love that movie. We that is Fraser. You know, this is, I'm, I'm happy to see him. And then also, like we talked about, The Mummy was a lot of our sexual awakening. It came <laughs> out in my seventh grade year, yeah. and it basically decided how yeah. all my men were going to look for yeah. the rest of my life. What's what the boy, fuck a knocks in the what's moon What's his name? Um, the one that's from Deuce Bigelow? Or yeah, play, Deuce Bigelow. I forget his real name. What the fuck is his name? I read something the, yeah. the Israeli dude. Yeah, there's Israeli dude who looks nothing like that now. But yeah. that... That's pretty much summed up my dating life yeah. for the last 30 years. So, thank you, Brendan Fraser. Because he's getting his love now. So, I'm happy to see him receive. Because he was crying. If y'all don't know, he did a video. We wrapping it up. He did a video and he was getting fan appreciation. So, he started crying. He didn't know he had so much love. And we were but, so sober. We have to be drunk to do an episode. That's when we focus, obviously. Uh, yeah, but I, I just want to say that. As a fan of film, media, and as a, you know, I love my generational icons, because at the end of the day, that's that's what we got, so. So, Brandon Fraser, if you want to go ahead and revitalize some shit with your fans, especially your nigga fans, hit up Black Audacity. Hey, we fucks with you. Oh, look who just popped up. The Brandon Fraser, see, oh, Keanu Reeves, why niggas fuck with, like, we all love Keanu yeah, Reeves, Yeah, I too. like this, but ain't no black people on here, we gotta boot off somebody. I have to put off Brandon. All right, so that wraps. <laughs> uh, thank y'all for listening. That wraps up this episode of Black Audacity. Make sure to check us out on YouTube, where we had our hey, uh, Central Valley talk, uh, our Austin interview Reed. with Austin Reed. Um, cover up one side of the camera because I was not happy with anything, um, as far as looks go. I was in dangerous. He was. Um, he had his legs folded, <laughs> and that pretty much summed up the interview. So. <laughs> <laughs> Look at her. <laughs> 
Because she got mad. Because this nigga, mad. I was, he, I was, he was like that in the car. Yes, uh, yes, I remember. Yeah, uh, like, he's. This is different. Different every fucking week. It's something with them <laughs> sitting up there pondering like brother Malcolm. Anyways, check us out on social media, Black Audacity Podcast on IG. Check out our Facebook group, Black Audacity. You can check me out and follow my page, Leeson Banks. And of course, Jhala five five nine. So shout out! Don't forget to check out our people, um, Baker Raps, Dirty yeah. Money, Clean Hands, yeah. Young Tuck. I yeah. forget what the name of his new album is, but he got one every week. He prints every weeks <laughs> because this is what happens when niggas get a limited internet. So <laughs> shout out! <laughs> and I can talk about them like that because I change the niggas' diapers. So just like music. So check both of them out um i will do another music monday so if you check me out a couple uh the week before last where i post local artists make sure to check out my story on monday for music monday but that wraps it up and we thank y'all all right peace out